Hallelujah. I want us to read in the book of uh, Jeremiah, chapter number 8. I want us to read verse 22. Jeremiah, chapter number 8, we read from verse 22. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Whoa. Oh, help me, help me, help me, Lord. Help me today. Help me. Ooh. Hmm. I want you to put it, huh, huh, hallelujah. I want you to read it as loud as you can, hallelujah. One, two, three, let's go. Hallelujah. Is there no palm in Gilead? Is there no physician? Now you need to understand something about Gilead or of balm. The balm anointing, balm was a perfume. And that perfume was, was used to heal the people. It was used in the medical fields and is still used today. And in the time of Jeremiah, the Bible tells us that people came to a place where there was chaos. Where the nation has drifted away from God. Where the word of Jeremiah meant almost nothing to them. They did not listen to him. If you read the whole chapter number eight, Jeremiah was saying that if my tear were like a stream, I would cry all night. He came to a place where there was a groaning, but yet there was no one to rescue. It's like a woman comes to labor, but there is no strength to push. Is a bomb in Gilead. Is a bomb in Gilead. Hallelujah, is a balm in Gilead. Now, now, you need to understand that Gilead was the region East Jordan. Hallelujah. Now, Gilead was a place where Elijah was born. Gilead was a birthplace of Elijah. And remember, Jeremiah has heard the story of Elijah. How Elijah challenged Ahab. And now Elijah spoke. Hallelujah spoke and he said, for three and a half years it will not rain except at my word. First Kings chapter number 17, we saw when Elijah appeared before Eli, Ahab. And the Bible says that for three and a half years it did not rain. And that day, after Elijah has spoken, and the time has gone and the rain didn't come, after the time was completed, Elijah appeared again. And he called Ahab and he said, come and bring the prophet of Baal on Mount Carmel. And you know the spirit uh, of Baal in Gilead is a spirit that deals with chaotic situation. So we are in a chaos. South Africa is in a chaos. The economy is plunging like nothing. No, no man business. Families are being destroyed. We see families in a chaos. We see people that are sick. We see even the church is hosting sick people and just comforting them. Is there no Baal in Gilead? Is there no bomb in Gilead? So Elijah was born there. And, 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 and Gilead was a place where Gideon defeated the Midianites. Hallelujah. I want you to get what I'm saying. Gilead was a place where Gideon defeated the Midianites. And Gilead was a place where Joseph was, where, when those who bought Joseph came from Gilead. Hallelujah. The caravan of the Ishmaelites came from Gilead. 
You will see that in the book of Genesis, chapter number 31, verse 21 to 22. Let's read it quickly. Genesis 31, 21 to 22. And I say get ready because the anointing of God is in the room. You will see. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Genesis 31, 21 to 22. The Spirit is upon us right now. Oh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Media, please get, get, get yourself with me together today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis 31, 21 to 22. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, I said Genesis. Okay. Let me, let me see here. Genesis 31. 21. Thank you, Jesus. He says, so, so on the first, where are we now? Genesis 31, 21. So he fled with all he had, crossed the Ephrite River, and headed to the hill country of Gilead. On the third day, Laban was told that Jacob fled, taking his relative with him, he pursued Jacob for seven days and caught up with him in the country of Gilead. Now, now, not only Joseph was sold by the people that came from, to the people that came from Gilead, but also Jacob met Laban for the last time in Gilead. Hallelujah. So Gilead was an important spiritual place. Gilead was an important spiritual place. And Gilead was also the inheritance of the tribe of Reuben, God and half the Manasseh tribe. You will see that in Joshua chapter number 13, verse 24 to 31. Hallelujah. So the cry of a prophet means, is there any hope? Is there any hope for us? Is there any hope for this generation? Is there balm in, balm in Gilead? Is there hope? For this generation. I say, is there hope for this generation? Is there hope for this generation? And I understand. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That Gilead is a place of exchange of destiny. I told you, Joseph was sold to the people of Gilead. But when they sold Joseph, he was breaking from his past and was being released into his future. Even when the reality didn't look like, but God was busy doing something. So sometime for you to be released into Gilead, the situation might not look nice. It might look painful and chaotic. And God is busy rearranging your life and sending you to a place where you become a savior. Remember, Joseph became the savior of his brothers. When the people of Gilead bought him, he became a savior. So Gilead did not swallow Joseph up. Ah. The Ishmaelite that bought him didn't swallow him up. They bought him, yet they released him into Egypt. 
And Egypt means bondage, but in the place of bondage, Joseph prospered. What am I getting to? That there is no place on earth that can hold you down. When the anointing of God is upon you. It means every place in your life can become a, a floor for you to jump higher. So there is no brokenness in your life that can pin you down. Because the brokenness will be a setup for you to go higher. I'm praying about the anointing that, that is released in the place of Gilead. I'm praying for that perfume to be poured upon the people this morning. So that the people may rise higher than the dimension where they are. Is there any balm in Gilead? A place of destiny. A place of destiny. Gilead was an inheritance place. It was a place of inheritance. I told you that the tribe of Reuben and, uh, and half-tribe of Manasseh and God inherited Gilead, East Jordan. But when they got their inheritance, Joshua told them, although you have your inheritance, I want you to cross over with the other people to help them settle them in their destinies before you can come and enjoy your inheritance. The problem with the church is that we have become selfish. When we enter our destiny, we stop helping other people. And the problem is that when we stop helping our other people, we stop also enjoying the fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is there to lead you not just into destiny, but is here to lead you to lead people into destiny. Oh. So you become a burning bush in the hands of the Lord. You become like a candle that is light in the hands of the Lord. And the spirit of the Lord upon you hovers over you. And the spirit of the Lord in you gives life to people that are in a broken place. God is looking for people. God is looking for people that can say, like, like Isaiah in the book of Isaiah chapter number 6. God was talking and said, who shall I send? And who shall go for us? And Isaiah said, here I am Lord, send me. This morning, God is in the business of collecting people that are willing and volunteers. People that can stand in the gap for other people and say, here I am, Lord. I want to forsake my problem. I want to forsake my own brokenness and come to a place where I say, Lord, use me for this generation. I need you. Is there Gilead? Is there balm in Gilead? God is not looking for a church that just wants the, 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 the sweet fellowship of revival. God wants a church that can be in the revival and move with the revival. God is looking for a church that can move into dark places and bring light into a dark places. Holy Spirit, help me. I say, Holy Spirit, help me. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, Holy Spirit, help us. Say, Holy Spirit, help us. Gilead was a place of salvation. But when I was reading about the balm, they said it's the balm, it's, it's a perfume. And the perfume is obtained from the same plant that myrrh is extracted from. And you know that the extraction of myrrh is a painful process. You know that the, 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 the plant that produces myrrh, when you want to extract the liquid, you need to stab it, open a wound, 
And now the gum will flow, and then you will collect it and mix it with other products and ingredients, and myrrh will be formed. If you realize when Jesus was born, the magi that went with Jesus brought him also myrrh. And it was a prophecy of Jesus being stabbed so that through his wound we may be healed. So you need to understand something this morning. That your wound is not there to kill you, but your wound is there for the anointing to flow through it. That your pain this morning is not a pain to destroy you, but it's a pain for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Paul said we are crushed, but not destroyed. We are perplexed, but not abandoned. He said in all this, we carry an earthen vessel. Oh, we carry the power of God so that the excellence may not be of us but of him. So we come to a place where we understand that when we are crushed, that's where the anointing flows. Now, now you need to understand that. You need to understand that. If you don't know how to read, how to read your brokenness, you will be depressed instead of being filled with the Holy Ghost. If you don't know how to read between the lines, you will, want to, you will miss on what God is doing. And you will be crying, missing on the myrrh or the, 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 the balm being taken out. The perfume, Paul said, we diffuse the fragrance of God wherever we go. But how do we diffuse the fragrance of God if there is no place for the fragrance to come out? How do we diffuse that fragrance? Now, when Jeremiah was crying out, he said, is there a savior for my people? Is there anyone that will put his hand up and say, Lord, here I am? I know the level of brokenness in my life, but I am willing. Lord, I know the level of pain in my life, but I am willing. Lord, I am willing. I am willing, Lord, to be used by you so that wherever I go, the fragrance of your beauty may cover the place. Lord, I want to be an instrument of glory that when I stand, the glory of the Lord will be diffused in the place. Lord, I want... Oh, God, help me. Oh, God, help me. Jesus was giving that idea. In the book of Matthew, chapter number 5, verse 13 to 16. If we can so it, see it, let's read. That's the idea that Jesus was do, giving. The cry of Jeremiah, Jesus gave an answer to that cry. Let's go to Matthew, chapter number 5, verse 13 to 16. He said, you are the salt of the earth. Say, you are the salt of the earth. Don't take it out, eh? leave it there. You are the salt of the earth. You know, Jeremiah was crying and said, is there hope? Jesus came in the scene and said, there is hope. And why is there hope? He said, you are the hope of the nations. You are the salt of the earth. Can I submit to you this morning that if you cook without salt, even the ingredient flavor cannot be tasted. You know, you can put many ingredients in a stew, but if you don't mix it with salt, you are missing on. So, so salt has the ability to bring everything together and let the ingredient pour the, 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 the flavor into the stew. So, you know what? Salt is needed in the stew. 
And Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. What is our duty here on earth? We need to give a flavor to this, to this world. Because without us, it's darkness and gloom. Without us, it's darkness and chaos. But when God introduces us onto this world, he introduces us to be people that give another kind of sense to the world. That's why it's such a pity when we talk their language. It's such a pity when he say, if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? So what is happening is that it's an attempt to cause you to lose your flavor. So everything that happened in your life today, it's an attempt for you to lose your flavor. You need to stand and refuse to lose your flavor. And he goes on and he said, it is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Now I'm here to give you now this. The reason why the world is trampling upon the church is because somewhere, somehow, we have lost our flavor. He said, men shall trample it underfoot. Men shall trample it. Not angels. Men shall trample it underfoot. So we have come to a place where the church is not relevant to people anymore because we have lost the authenticity of the power of God in the church. We have come to a place where the church has become an organization without the power of the Holy Ghost. We have come to a place where people are not thirsting for the power of the Holy Ghost anymore. They are not thirsting for a relationship with the Holy Ghost anymore. They are just into that uh, psychologic, psychological mindset where it's just a, a psychological counseling where we give counseling and counseling and counseling, but demons are sitting in the lives of the people. We need to arise. I said we need to arise. Say we need to arise. We need to arise. God said, is there any hope for the world? Is there any hope? Is there any hope? Is there any perfume of healing for this world? Is there any hope of healing for this world? Say you are the lights. Say you have a light and you have a salt. You see, I want to, I want to, 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 to say this. Paul had the same mindset of the same thing as Jeremiah had. It was in Paul's time. Let's read the book of Romans chapter number 8. And I want us to read from verse 19 to 23. Romans 8 from verse 19 to 23. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Help us. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us. Help us. Help us now, Holy Spirit. We need you. We need you, Spirit of the living God. We need you. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Romans chapter number 8. I want us to read from verse 19. Are we, if we don't see it also? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I, I want to read it from here for us not to waste time. Romans 8. Okay. It says, For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly wait for the revealing of the sons of God. Verse 20. For the creation was subjected to fertility, 
not willingly, but because of him who subjected in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the sons of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labor with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also, who have the first fruit of the Spirit, even ourselves, we groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our bodies. Now, there is a cry in creation. There is a cry in creation. And creation is waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. Creation is waiting for the revealing of those who understand identity and inheritance. Creation is waiting for the revelation of those who will walk in the identity of Christ. Can I digress a bit and say something here? That all of us, we are praying to grow in the spirit. We talk about our spiritual life, but let me give you the, 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 the thing that will cause you to measure your spiritual life. I was, I was mistaken it long, for a long time, and I always thought that if I pray more, if I fast more, if I read the Bible more, I will be growing spiritually. But my measurement was wrong because the degree of measurement of spiritual growth is a, is a degree in which the character of Christ is, is revealed in you. Oh, listen to me. So if you can pray and fast and the character of Jesus is not revealed in you, you are not growing in the spirit. You can even do miracles. You are still a baby in the spirit. It's a degree to which the character of Jesus is matured in you. And you walk this earth in the character of a son of God. That's what we call spiritual growth. So spiritual growth is not the length that you have spent in the house. Spiritual growth is a degree to which Jesus is manifested through you. And that Jesus is seen and revealed through you. So you will see that some people are spiritually matured. They are grown in the spirit. But they despise themselves because they think I don't pray long. And they don't understand that we, the reason why we pray long is to yield to the Spirit so that the Spirit can flow through us. So when the world meets you, do they meet Jesus? If they haven't met Jesus yet, you are still a baby in the Spirit. For Jesus himself says, if you have seen me, you have seen. If you have seen the Father, also you have seen me. Jesus, he said, me and the Father, we are one. So the unity of the Father and the Son, that is a degree of the growth of Jesus. So if Jesus was less than the Father, you would have struggled to reach the Father. But they say he's an invisible, invisible image of the, of the, or even visible image of the invisible God. And to, in him, the deity fully dwell in bodily form. So when Jesus was walking the earth, Father was walking. And Jesus says, you and I, we are one. And he says that if, you, if the Spirit of God is in you, you and God, Jesus, as one spirit. Now, what I'm trying to tell you today is that the church must stop to ask, if Jesus were here, what will he do? It's a wrong question. You don't say, if Jesus were here. You say, if I... Because... If Jesus had to appear in front of us, Leon, stand up. Come, see me. If Jesus had to appear here and Jesus had to talk to Leon, let me tell you what Jesus will tell him. Because Jesus and I, we are one. Now, when we say we are one, we don't mean we have become Jesus. 
we mean we have become the visible expression of the invisible Jesus. So, so Jesus has no other mouth than my mouth. He has no other hands than my hand. He has no other leg than my leg. So Jesus and you, you are one. So is there balm in Gilead? When you understand that principle, you will understand that the same work that Jesus did, John chapter number 14, verse 12, he said, if you believe in me, you will do the works that I do. Greater works than this you shall do because I'm going to the Father. So Leon, if this morning Jesus has to appear, you know what he will tell you? He will say, Mr. Abraham, well done. He will say, I'm pleased with you. He will say, Mr. Abraham, I'm pleased because I've given you my spirit. And I say, you can go in the boldness and the power of the spirit. And you can go and do the work that I've called you to do without fearing. For I am with you all the days of your life. From today on until the end of the age. I'm giving you my spirit. Go with my spirit. Somebody come quickly. Don't, don't be slow. Somebody come. When you see that you must come, don't stand. Don't sit until you, until somebody falls. That's what Jesus is going to tell him. Jesus can say, say my, my daughter, your color red is nice. Jesus will say that to her. Because we think Jesus must always talk about something spiritual. No, Jesus, Jesus also wants to congratulate you for the way you dress well. Jesus wants to congratulate you for the way you represent him and display him in the face of the world. You become like a, a model. You model for Jesus. You wear Jesus wherever you go. And you, you, you model him well. And when it's like that, people will say, surely, surely there is Baham in Gilead. We need healing for this broken world. We need healing for this broken world. That's why you can go and pray for the sick and say you are healed. But I say, but is that if Jesus, no, 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 stop that nonsense. That's why you are not having results. That's why you are not having results. Because you don't know that, that the hope of the nation dwells in you. You even quote the scripture in Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. I say Christ in you. Hey, say Christ in me, the hope of glory. Say Christ in me, the hope of glory. Can I submit to you that in the spirit, if you don't have, if you don't have understanding, even the thing you say does not work. It must come from a deep sense of understanding so that when you speak, it's established because it becomes a rumor out of your mouth. The sword of the spirit comes out of your mouth when you understand the heart of God and you understand God. Then you become a man on a mission with a message you preach, with a destiny to attend. You come into this earth and you say, I have not come to do my own will, but I have come to do the will of the one that sent me. For my father is the one that sent me. And you talk like Jesus because Jesus is in you. Christ in you. That's what the church has missed on. That's what the church has missed on. They go to the sick. Oh Lord Jesus healed him. Oh Lord Jesus healed him. Oh Lord Jesus healed him. He said who must heal? I am in you and you are in me. So you become one. With heaven. Listen to me. I'm not saying you become God, but you become the expression of His being. He's a hope for this generation. And this morning, God is saying, like He said in the book of Isaiah, chapter number six, Whom shall we send? And who shall go before us? I say, Who shall we send? And who shall go before us? 
That's a cry that is in the land this morning. Who shall I send? And who shall go for us? Who shall become our hands? And who shall become our feet? And who shall become our eyes? And who shall become our heart? Who shall I send? Who shall I send? Who shall I send? Who shall I send? Who shall I send this morning? Who shall go before us? Who will become the visible expression of our being? Who will host heaven this morning? Who will move with heaven this morning? Who will say truly, truly, there's bomb in Gilead's? Who shall go? Who shall catch the fire? And walk through the land. Who shall go for God this morning? Who shall go for God this morning? The Holy Ghost is looking for instruments. The Holy Ghost is looking for vessels. The Holy Ghost is looking for people that can avail themselves and say, God, here I am. Lord, here I am. Send me. I come with everything I am. Lord, I don't have much. I'm not so much qualified. I'm not so much knowledgeable. But I know with you I'm majority. Father, I want to go with you. I want to be like Peter and step out of a boat and walk on water with you. Oh God, I want you to send me with the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh God, do something in my life this morning. That will cause me to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost like never before. For we are hungry for you. Lord, we are hungry for you. Lord, we are thirsty for you. Lord, we are hungry for you. Not just hunger for hunger, but we see the desperation in the land. We see the brokenness in the land. We hear the cry of the people in the land. We hear the blood crying out to you in the land. Lord, we want to be sent by you. Lord, we want to manifest your power. We want to manifest your glory. The Spirit of the Lord is seizing people right now. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. So many people are struggling under the demonic oppression. And we need to confront the powers of darkness by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We need to confront those powers of darkness by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. This anointing that God has given is not a cheap anointing. This anointing that God has given us is not just to sit home and say, I have the anointing. This anointing is a going anointing. It's a seven-year anointing. It's a going anointing. It's an anointing that is supposed to go and mix with us with broken situation and heal. This anointing is not an anointing to have a good time. The anointing, this anointing is the church. The church has come to a place where we have good time. We go into gathering, we laugh, we roll, we scream. And when we go home, we just finish with what we have just done. But God is coming to change the situation this morning. God is saying, I want to raise people like Moses. I want to raise people like Moses that will not just have an encounter with a burning bush, but will go and take the whole people out of Egypt and bring them to a place of encounter. God is saying, I'm looking for people that are able to share their experiences, that are able to 
take people at the mountain of the Lord and they allow them to have an experience like Moses. He said, God said, when you are gone, bring them to the same mountain where you met me. Because there is a time in your life when you need to go out of a child, the childish thing. You need to go out of, out of the, the, the oppression and, and the depression and you need to move into a place where you become a stick, a rod, a staff in the hands of the Lord. He said, you are my battle club. You are my instrument of war. God is looking for people that are hungry this morning, that are so desperate. Hey, God is looking for people that are hungry, hungry, hungry. Help them. God is, help people all over. God is hungry for people that are, God is looking for people that are hungry for the power of God, that are hungry to make a difference in the world. Hey. You want the power of God? Get it for your generation. Get it for your generation. You want the power of God? Get it for your generation. You want the anointing of the Holy Ghost? Get it for a generation. Get it for a generation. Get it for a generation. We, you want change? Get it for a generation. We want our children, children to come and say our name and say the God of my grandfather was alive. I want them to say the God of my grandfather was a powerful God. Because my children should pass on the legacy to their children, children. It's a matter of legacy this morning. It's a matter of getting the power of God and distribute it to a generation to come. A generation yet unborn shall praise the Lord. Is there bomb in Gilead this morning? Is there any bomb in Gilead this morning that can stand and say, Yeah, I am Lord. I want to, to do everything you want to do in my life for me to become a living sacrifice into your hand. So that the fragrance of that sacrifice may rejoice heaven. Lord, yeah. I am sent me. The anointing of the Holy Ghost is all over the room. I say the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You guys think it's just selective people that God has just chosen to go and, and be a difference. No, you can be a difference in the marketplace. You can make a difference in the business world. You don't need to turn your title into an evangelist. You don't need to turn into a prophet. You can be you and make a difference because Christ in you, the hope of glory. At all the sphere of society, you can make a difference. God is looking for a scientist that can stand and say, listen, we have learned the theory of evolution, but we know that Genesis says, in the beginning God created the earth and the heaven. So, although my knowledge talk about evolution, but my heart tells me, God the one that created everything. We need doctors that, God, that will go to the patient and say, I can see the cancer is killing you, but Yahweh Rapha is my God. And I know, and I know, that is not over yet until God says it's over. So, my friend, hold on. Hold on. I'm not preaching death to you. I'll preach hope to you until you rise up from this bed and go home healed. The anointing for resurrection is in the room. You don't catch what I'm saying. The anointing for resurrection is in this room right now. I perceive the Lord doing something. I perceive the Lord doing something. Some people will be anointed and people in the coma, you will pray for them, they will check out of the coma right there because the anointing of God is with you. The anointing of God is with you. The power of God is with you. 
I said, the power of God is with you. This morning, God is calling. Listen, people are not listening to me just here. Through the live stream, through the YouTube, wherever we are, on TV, God is calling a nation for himself. Listen to me, South Africa. God is calling a nation for himself. Finish the spirit of witch doctors and ancestral spirits. Now the church is arising. The church is arising. And if the church cannot display God, the Sangomas will display something else and will shut the mouths of any prophet of Baal in this land in the name of Jesus. We are here to throw a challenge. We are here to throw a challenge. I'm here to see a man that will stand in the face of a sickness and say, I'm not afraid of you. I don't fear you. I know who you are coming from. I know who you are. And if we are not coming to that degree, that dimension of glory, we will die like chickens, being slaughtered by the devil every day. I refuse in the name of Jesus. I refuse to die like a chicken. I refuse. You know, chickens, when there is a celebration, they are all afraid because they don't know who they are going to slaughter. Their destiny stop at New, New Year Eve. Their destiny stop at when people are happy, their destiny stop. And I'm praying in the name of Jesus that you may be different. Yeah. I want you to go beyond your keyboard right now. Hey, hey, yeah. My God help us. I say God help us. God help us. I hear my voice. The Lord told me in a strong voice and say, is a bomb in Gileads. Is a bomb in Gileads. And I stood up, I said, Lord, Lord, here I am. We need that healing ability. We need that healing ability. Healing beyond just physical healing. We know we need the ability to do emotional healing too. We need the ability to cast out devil, which is a form of healing. You need the ability to raise the dead, which is a form of healing. And we need the ability to bring people from darkness to light, which is another form of healing. We need the ability to save the people from ignorance to knowledge. It's a form of healing. Lord, we need your healing power. Lord, we need your healing power. Lord, we need your healing power. Raise a bit the volume. The anointing of God. The anointing of God is in this room. And God is speaking in your ear right now. Who shall I send? Would you be willing? Who shall I send? Would you be willing this morning? Would you be willing this morning? Who shall I send? Who shall go before us? Who shall I send? And who shall go before us? Who shall I send? And who shall go before us? Would you be willing to step out of your comfort zone? Would you be willing to stop to step out of your brokenness? Would you be willing to say, Lord, Lord, I don't have much, 
but here I am. Like a woman with alabaster perfume. She said, Lord, this is all I have. She broke the alabaster and she perfumed the feet and the head of Jesus. And the Bible said the fragrance filled the room. Maybe you are sitting here with your alabaster box and you think I have nothing except for this alabaster box. And God is saying today, my voice is going through the nation. And I said, who shall I send? Jeremiah says, Isaiah says, here I am, Lord, send me. But you know what Isaiah said? He said, I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the people of unclean lips. Woe to me, for I have seen the Lord. And the Bible says, and the angel flew and took a, a live coal from the altar and touched the mouth of Isaiah. And he says, see, I have touched your mouth. Your mouth is now clean. What you need is not to be clean before you come. It's to come and it makes you clean. What you need, oh my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. What you need is not the ability, the, the ability is the availability. So that when you come, it can turn you into an instrument that is suit and fit for what it needs to do with. Oh God, we need you. Oh God, we need you. There's a revolution in the land. There's a movement in the land. I say there's a movement in the land. The fire of God is going, even as you sit there, the fire of God is going. It will touch your feet. It will go up and touch your head. The Spirit of the Lord is coming. We are anointing. Holy Spirit, touch. Select your people right now. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God. Oh, oh, my God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my Savior. My Lord, my Savior. Do it, Lord. Do it, love. Do it, Lord. God is looking for somebody that can just say yes. He's looking for somebody that can say yes, yes with your heart. He's looking for somebody that says, Lord, I don't know. But here I am. If you will do what you say you will do in my life, I'll be willing to go wherever you send me. If you will be willing to put your hands upon me, then I'm willing to do whatever you called me to do. Father, 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 touch your people right now. Touch your people right now. Give them a sense of hope. Give them a sense of hope. Give them a sense of hope. Give them a sense of hope this morning. In the name of Jesus.